my number one advice for people. You know, they want to create a, a brand, do one thing really, really well and present that one thing and say, this is what I have. There will be more, but this is what I have because I've given everything to this. In the beginning, I wanted to have a whole array of things and to drop it all at once for that like, whoa effect. Of, like <laughs> there's so much and so much thought put into it. That's fine, but it just delays everything. If you're like a perfectionist type of person, it's just gonna, maybe you'll do it justice, but you, I think you'll always be a little critical. Mm -hmm. And so if you just allow yourself one thing, focus on one thing and just put it out there, all that emphasis on getting it out there is done and all the relief that you'll feel you can then move on to the next thing. Jordan, thanks so much for being here, man. Absolutely, glad to be here. Um, I'd love to start with something that I've kind of been, in a way that I've been starting a lot of these recently, um, but by asking you a question basically, and you know, the question is, what would you say is the earliest, what are the main things we need to know or the earliest context we need to know about you to understand who you are and what you do? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a deep question going for it. Yeah. Um, I think my perspective on life and, and business and, and uh, everything is based on um, just collected experiences um, and being a married person, um, growing up in a small town, now living in a you know medium-sized city and having that experience. And um, I think it's just... Uh, uh, a collection of experiences and um, knowing me um, I'm the first to say that I don't want to talk about myself but in this context I do want to share that it's um, you know a lifetime of of refinement mm -hmm. and friendship and relationships and everything that you're around is is who you are mm -hmm. so truly a product of experience and environment and um, I want to be someone that I think gives and, uh, you know, being a married person, um, my wife is the most sympathetic person that I know. And I think I've learned a lot from her and being married for 10 years this year. Wow. Um, it's been a wonderful experience and growing up in a loving family as well. Um, and trying to bring into the things that I do a level of, um, um, empathy and, and just service. Um, and so like now being in a retail format in, in my business and with a cafe, having all those experiences, bringing that into, uh, business, um, it seems like something that, um, brings me joy is to just sharing those experiences with people, whether it's over a coffee or, um, providing something that I've made by hand or, um, I've told a lot of people that now my uh, career is experiences. Mm. So creating experiences or creating an environment for people um, to have community, um, that's who I like aspire to be as someone who's in that day-to-day um, -day creating experiences and, and sharing in that too. My favorite thing about um, our business is 
seeing others interact. Yeah. Um, I love to interact with people and I love being a host, but just seeing people bring their buddy by and sit down in, in the shop and, and just catch up together with no context about like where they are. They don't really, it doesn't matter where they are, but like seeing them in that space together is, is really important. Mm. Um, hopefully that answers that question. No, that's good. I kind of diverted a little bit from myself. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, so maybe for some more context around who you are, you know, the earliest that I knew of you and what you were doing was Foxtrot, mm-hmm. um, probably 2017 ish. Yeah. Um, you had, you know, the shop over here yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um, and you were, had kind of gotten started mainly doing leather work, right? Was That's that right. The, yeah. And so then the leather work transitioned into more of a retail space as a whole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the timeline of Foxtrot was, um, you know, started in our, uh, my wife and I, our loft in Midtown in our second bedroom uh, in the evenings after I got home from my job at an engineering firm. And uh, it was just an outlet. Uh, it was an outlet at the time to put myself into something that I was interested in. Uh, it was a curiosity. Um, so started with a belt um, at the time that I was replacing from a belt that my mom had gifted me from high school mm-hmm. that had lasted me all these all these years. And here I am as a uh, seemingly an adult that needs to be, you know, um, I need to have a functioning belt to hold my pants up. And so um, this belt had busted uh, that was gifted to me um, a long time ago. And the curiosity in me was like, let me look into this. I think I'm ready to start like researching things if I'm going to have them in my life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, um, the whole story started with that idea of, um, what things do we have in our life and what value do they hold? Like we can have lots of things, but like, how long are we going to have them? How mm-hmm. long are we going to hold on to them? Are we going to give them to our kids? Are we going to mm-hmm. pass them on? Do they have that like really great value? And so I started diving into this, you know, mindset or mentality of buy it for life. Mm. And in my case, I wanted to make things that hopefully would last a long time too. So it goes hand in hand with, um, you know, buying or making things that I think will be around for a long time. Mm. Um, and, and that in itself is value to me, um, that it makes me happy and it like serves a great purpose Mm. and doesn't hurt a lot of stuff in the process of being made. Um, so that was the, the origin idea was just making a belt. It was the belt itself that I made was really crude and not awesome looking, but it it held up. And that started the idea of maybe I can be, you know, creating things that would bring value to people's lives. And I love the idea of like having something for a long time. Um, you know, for a lot of people that could be a, um, a well-made guitar that's passed down, or maybe they already have their like grandfather's guitar or something those things to me are like the coolest Mm. um, because there's so much like emotion in that and like so much power and nostalgia and everything. Um, So for me, it was, I was constrained by space. I was in a a small loft in Midtown and we had a second bedroom. And so I thought to myself, um, this seems to fit what I'm, where I'm going and where I'm, what I'm thinking about was, um, you know, small scale goods like leather goods. And so I started with that and, uh, it just kind of grew from there, just being curious about what else I could make and, 
and buddies and friends wanting something as well. So, um, you know, wallets, lifestyle goods, and that's what created Foxtrot from the beginning was um, a desire to to make things that last a long time. And and the mercantile aspect of like having a shop that's centered around something that's being made, I've always loved that idea Mm. Um, because it does kind of evoke a uh, old school kind of like mercantile shop where um, in some cases, like I think the most romantic shop in my brain would be like a ceramicist at a wheel Mm. and like the back of like a little shop in like New York city or something. And they're like serving espresso or something (laughs) Um, like a two person shop. Um, Probably because I've seen that on like a show or something that like my mind attached (laughs) to that. Um, But uh, back to like the Foxtrot story, I just, putting those things together and then it became very apparent that this gave me a lot of joy, brought me a lot of joy. And then to see now, like, especially now after years of this, someone will come into the shop and they're like, I bought a wallet from you like six years ago and they show it to me and they're like, just Mm. looking at it. And I'm like, this is so cool. I get to experience this now afterwards and to have come around the other side of it and it's, it's been holding up and and they're showing me and it's joy that they've, Mm gotten out of it too. Um, currently, um, with Foxtrot, I've taken a little bit of a step back because I brought, um, wholesale into the mix, uh, where I was producing goods for a long time. And, um, I think I just started to feel a little bit of the burnout of, um, diving a bit too much into that. And it started to eat away at that original joy. Mm. So what I'm doing right now is giving it some time and space and it's kind of pushed to the side. It's on hiatus, if you will, um, to let that come back to that original, um, feeling of joy again. I want to create again. Um, I was just producing a lot and I think losing sight of the original, um, idea that what, you know, what created it in the, in the early days was kind of lost. Um, so yeah, currently Foxtrot's just hanging out and I'm having ideas and I'm, but I'm just taking the time, I think, for myself to experience or just realize what is um, that piece again that made it so special. Um, but, and then, you know, fast forwarding to now, um, putting my time into our, our new shop, Garden House, that Emily and I are doing together, which is also very special to me. Mm-hmm. Like I always wanted that for my life like foxtrot was kind of just myself doing this um and emily you know obviously helped and there i had a business partner and we had employees and now it's you know boiled down to it's just on the shelf but the plant shop idea um that was created in like 2018 and it was just centered around like there's no cactuses in the Midwest <laughs> and you can't really go to a store, can't go to a store or shop and find like great, like huge cactuses. And so Emily and I just put our heads together and said, let's just go source those and bring them to a small shop. So we just built out a shop out of our garage behind our house in, in Rosedale. Um, so simultaneously at that time that you were talking about 2017, both of those things were going full force. <laughs> um, you know, Emily and I were doing high and dry on the side, um, just like opening up our garage on the weekends and inviting people to come in. And that was so special and so sweet to us because it was very intentional and, and sort of intimate in a way. Mm. 
So like, I think you and Jess came by one time. That this guy. Yeah. Uh, we like, we've, right I've actually there. gotten three from you guys. That's awesome. Uh, and I got them all at the, before you had them in the other place. Yeah. Um, I got them at your house. That's so like awesome. literally like pulling up to your house <laughs> and like you had the van. Yes. And the side. And, yeah. and, and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> like, I don't know where we are. And we had never <laughs> yeah. even been to Rosedale at that point. Feel if, if, yeah. I wanted it to feel like you were transported yeah, I, to somewhere else. You did it. Um, so yeah, that's, that was a special time, but um, I'm trying to keep the timeline like coherent here that, um, yeah, we were doing this thing on the side, uh, Emily and I, of the plant shop uh, behind our house, and it was very appointment-based only kind of thing, so people could only visit during a set amount of hours on the weekend. And, um, and then 2020, um, we closed down our, our shop here in, in the crossroads. And... Um, not long after that, um, my neighborhood friend in Rosedale, he owned a, a super cool building that I had known about. And we had chatted at times about what would it look like to build high and dry into that space. And I said, I got too much going on. There's, there's too much space here. It's cool. And I'll help you try to find a tenant. And I actually had talked to other coffee people in Kansas City about moving or there or doing another location there, mm. um, being someone that like, I'd go to other shops and just chat up the owners and stuff. So yeah. I hit up like a couple people in the industry and they're like, they went to tour it and I showed them around and it was a blank space. And they said, I don't think I'm ready for Rosedale yet, mm. which is really funny because, you know, fast forward to now we're doing that exact same thing. That idea of bringing coffee to Rosedale, this specific part of Rosedale, there's no other retail necessarily. Yeah. So it's very much a, um, just kind of a sleepy part of, of the city, but that's not far from the city, mm. the city center where we are now. Um, so yeah, um, you know, started building Foxtrot into that space not long after closing this location and having always loved coffee and always having it kind of tucked away in my mind that I'd love to have like a cafe slash retail concept and then also be making goods there. That's what we set out to do. And, and I, built out the cafe with the mindset of um, bringing in a friend that I've talked to about this idea for mm -hmm. years, Zach Tarhini of Meta Coffee Roasting. Mm -hmm. um, we had actually chatted about this idea of doing a cafe slash mercantile concept for years. Ever since I moved here, I had gone to uh, Nature Zone and found his bag of coffee on the shelf. And I'm like, this looks like this would be a micro roaster here in, in the city because it was hand stamped. Um, kind of reminiscent of like early oddly days of like, you know, there's a element to this bag that caught my eye that seemed like handcrafted or something. So mm -hmm. picked up the bag and looked at it and it said his email and the date that it was roasted, it was like a couple of days before and reached out to him and um, yeah, the rest is history in just terms of, you know, feeling this camaraderie of like small business ownership, one man shop at the time mm -hmm. for his business and for me. And so, um, you know, going to this location in Rosedale, I showed him what it looked like and it felt like it needed a cafe. Mm. <laughs> it's very much like a classic deli kind of storefront, mm. cafe storefront. And, uh, so we, we, you know, hit the ground running and, um, that was November, 2020 when I started renovating that shop and, um, July of the following year, we 
opened as Foxtrot Studio with Meta Coffee operating the cafe. Mm. And so to this day, Meta is our only roaster in the shop. And, um, but now it's called Garden House and Cafe. And uh, we've kind of flipped to the script on the space. And, and it's, it's felt like a natural progression because I always wanted to have a home goods store and cafe and Foxtrot was headed in that direction anyway. It was feeling more like a, a place you can go for things for your life, for your home. Mm-hmm. Um, I care, I've always carried, you know, Norden uh, out of California, like an incense brand or um, Yield or any of those other brands that have that really intact um, feeling of like, this is for your home. This mm-hmm. is a beautiful object for your home. And so the transition from Foxtrot to Garden House has been very easy mm-hmm. and very... Um, just a smooth uh, progression and now I'm feeling the passion come back in terms of just having a shop and being a host and not feeling the anxiety of always making products has been healthy for me so the latest is that I would love to bring Foxtrot back but in the old high and dry space Mm. at your house at at my house Mm. and allow people to book appointments and have a one-on-one with me in this like mini little retail shop Mm. that Foxtrot will be. Um, So I think that gets us up to now. (laughs) It's a lot of like movements and changes, but also trying to accept that everything is always adapting and, if I've done anything well, hopefully people can be there to support me and keep up with what I'm doing. And, and, and that's been the most encouraging thing is like, even Mm -hmm. though I think I've stumbled through this a little bit, I countless times get affirmations that people are there for small business. Mm -hmm. Um, when you, when you've treated them well, I hope that it reciprocates in the same direction. Um, and so again, yeah, like the small business community in Kansas City is very special. And I've sensed that if you set out to do something well and you make a good product or you take care of the people that come in through the door, they're going to see you through. And, and, uh, I've noticed that, um, you know, again, as I've gone through all these changes and I mean, people are coming to the shop, wasn't this Foxtrot? And, and I'm like, well, you know, here's the story. And, mm-hmm. I outline the whole thing and they're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. It's a lot of, you know, changes or whatever, but it's always been like you and Emily or just you or, um, so like as long as we're there and we're still doing what we're passionate about, I think people are following along and just takes time. Mm. Um, so I'm allowing myself the grace to like feel what I'm feeling, adapt to what I am passionate about doing and, and if I was experiencing sadness or pain with Foxtrot, allowing it to have some time to breathe and then reapproaching it, I think it can come back in a better way, in a more powerful way. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, um, that's, <laughs> that's where things are at now. And, and I'm experiencing so much joy in, in this new shop and, um, having my wife there with me too. And, uh, she just finished her MBA and she's implementing so much strategy that I've always kind of lacked in. Um, mm-hmm. I've always kind of 
fit in the creative element where I'm kind of a running around and like implementing things that I want to see in the shop. But like Emily is like really honing in on the business aspect, which is really helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, um, we're making a great team in this new aspect and, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a joy. That's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. You know, I, I think what's unique about you and where you're at now is you've kind of, you alluded, alluded to it a little bit earlier, you know, about like Foxtrot just kind of became, it kind of lost some of its joy a little bit. You know, it became maybe something you didn't think it would become or, or whatever. And I think a lot of people at some point feel that. And you've now made this transition and I'm sure that there was a lot of emotion and, you know, processing internally and externally and, and you're just in this really unique moment right now where you've just now come through that. Yeah. You know, like, so right now you probably still feel a lot of the weight of some of those emotions and letting things go and starting new things. And like, it's just, it's real more real for you than ever right now. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love to talk more on some of that. Cause yeah. I, cause I feel like it can really help someone who's like, maybe they're feeling what you were feeling, right. Or yeah. maybe feeling currently what you're feeling now, but they haven't decided to make that change yet or they haven't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and I feel like you can talk about it cause you're sure. like in it even still a little bit, sure. you know what I mean? And like, yeah. even, even the, like I get the people coming in and be like, wasn't this Foxtrot? And then you feel like you're having to explain yourself over and over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I know that that's a part of it. And I, I know that with, with that comes emotion. And like feeling like you're having to like clarify what you do and who you are and my, my actions or my, my reasoning. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think feeling the, the weight of that or feeling the emotion is really important and, and allowing yourself the grace to not be, um, overwhelmed. Um, but I think it's just going to be your experience. You're going to experience whatever it is and, and, but the difference I think for me is support mm. and relationships. Um, there's a lot of loneliness in, um, in entrepreneurship sometimes. And mm. you have all the ideas and all of these things brewing. And sometimes, you know, you can go out for a coffee or whatever with your buddy and like spitball and ideas and, and feel that, um, fellowship or camaraderie through that, especially if you have another small business friend that can like, commiserate together or (laughs) talk about the highs and lows but even still it can be a really lonely place even if you have a business partner or even if you're married or you have partners or whatever um, because you're constantly retooling or refining and you're thinking and you're scheming and you're not always going to have someone right across from you to like just bounce off of because also I think um you don't want to like burden someone else. Mm. And so, um, I think the difference here was that I felt a sense of support that, um, encouraged me to keep going and, and, and to just embrace whatever it was I was feeling. Um, 
but it was a lot of stumbling and mm-hmm. it was, I was feeling a certain way about, um, where I was with Foxtrot, um, you know, a year or so before I started to make the moves to, you know, um, kind of back out of where I was. And, and that's also really difficult too, because I had a lot of wholesale clients. Um, for those that don't know about Foxtrot, there was a great sense of identity and like building products for other small businesses. And I, and I did derive a lot of joy from that, but it became, um, a process, process of production that just took up a lot of time and, and wasn't really profitable. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, you know, allowing myself to feel, um, that, um, I wasn't happy with like, I couldn't see myself doing it for like two or three more years. And I think having the respect for the wholesale clients I had who were also friends and a lot of people in the Kansas city industry, whether I was making coasters for like bars or, um, aprons or menus for restaurants. Um, a lot of those places have become friends too. And so, you know, I had to feel, <laughs> um, there were some times where I felt like such a failure to those people because I've been doing these things for a long time. And, and then they were, I said, I don't want to do this anymore and I'm sorry. And here's maybe some other people that could pick this up for you. And they were, you know, supportive, but you know, I felt like I had failed myself and failed others. Um, but I also knew that it's not, it's a small thing in this like community that, you know, we all go through things and we need to make changes. And what I kept hearing from people when I would lament this change that I was coming closer to is that they said, it's no big deal. Like just keep moving and, and it's not going to affect us if you can't make a coaster for us or you can't do these things. Um, do what's best for you, do what's healthy for you, do what's best for your friendships, your relationships, we're going to be your friend no matter what. Business is business. Um, I think it took some time, but I wanted to sense, like, where does Foxtrot fit and where can it go to because I've, you know, experienced all these stages of growth. And it was a tiny business. It's not like it was a big business at all. It's just a true small business that I think made things and the people that came to know us came to know us through like word of mouth and, and through the industry and, and, uh, here in Kansas city. And, um, it's just, uh, a matter of trying to stay resilient and mm. to, to know that you have support. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm trying to, um, still, like you said, feel everything that I'm feeling, um, and people ask me, you know, probably a couple times a week, like where, when is Foxtrot coming back? You know, where is it now? And I'm saying it's just in my head, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have all this stuff still and, um, it can all come back, but I want to give it space. I think that's the thing. Like, I think I'm kind of a person that can move on things pretty quickly, but there's a lot of stewing in my head. So like the, disjointedness of where my head is and where my body is where I can physically make things pretty efficiently, but like my brain is still stewing on things. 
it's all going to have to meet up somewhere and it's not right now. Mm. Um, it's going to be later on. And thankfully I have something else that's given me a lot of joy to, um, to experience that happiness right now. And I think that's going to give me the, um, ability to come back to Foxtrot later on with, with a refreshed slate of ideas. Yep. Hopefully that answers those questions. No, no. And, and honestly, I didn't really ask a question. I think I'm just, if nothing, just wanting to help process out loud. Yeah. Cause, Cause I, I know, I know like we're similar in that way of I can get really like, yeah. And I need to process up here. Um, but it's, I know for me personally, it's so helpful just to process out loud in an environment where it feels like I can, <laughs> you, yeah. know I mean? yeah. you know? Um, and, and I don't know, I just feel like, again, you're just in such a unique place that y- you have reinvented yourself a lot over the last, and maybe like to everyone on the outside, it doesn't seem as like reinventing yourself, but I know internally to make a change, like from Foxtrot to Garden House, I know what that means internally. (laughs) I know what that takes emotionally and like processing with you and Emily talking about it. And like, like I, I can only imagine the behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, and most people don't get to know that, you know, and not everyone needs to know that. Yeah. But I do think people who are in a similar headspace as you who have a, a likeness like you do and who have a, are other small business owners or who have something in their head that they want to bring to life, but haven't yet for whatever reason, you know, it's like just hearing how you process that and why you process it that way. Like, it's just helpful for people, you know? And again, it's like being able to speak on the emotion of it is so crucial too. Cause there's so many things when you're in the middle of it <laughs> that you can yeah. just speak to. Yeah. Cause it's like, you literally, you're, you're in it right now. Like, and, and it, yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. It still wasn't a question again, but I, I guess that's just kind of the conversation. I think something that I'm thinking in terms of a response um, that I'd love to share is that, and what's helped me, mm. is because there's so much going on up here outwardly and, and in your the way people perceive you is they're they're not hearing that. They're not hearing everything that's going on in your head. So... What, what's helpful is to just put something out there mm. to just start. Um, it's a recurring theme in like how I've approached Foxtrot or garden houses to just start, just mm. do something. You can have this whole idea of how you want it to be presented, but only a small amount of that is ever seen by the populace or like the, the public or whatever, whoever's going to be viewing your product or your brand or whatever, they're going to see little bits of it. Mm. So just give them something. Um, I've talked to other people that, you know, they want to create a a brand and it has products or it has ideas or things to sell if it's a retail kind of aspect. And (laughs) if I would go back to the beginning of either Garden House or Foxtrot is just to do one thing really, really well and present that one thing and say, this is what I have. There will be more, but this is what I have because I've given everything to this. Mm. Um, in the beginning, I wanted to have a whole array of things and to drop it all at once for that like, whoa effect of like, <laughs> there's so much and so much thought put into it. That's fine. But it just delays everything mm. because 
if you're like a perfectionist type of person, it's just going to, you're going to, maybe you'll do it justice, but you, I think you'll always be a little bit um, critical. Mm. And so if you just allow yourself one thing, focus on one thing and start it and just put it out there, then all that emphasis on getting it out there is done and all the relief that you'll feel, you can then move on to the next thing much, much easier. Um, that's like my, my number one advice for people trying to just get into something, yeah. um, is just to put one thing out there. Um, and so having felt that and experienced that and, and telling myself these things, um, I'm okay with Foxtrot going away for a little bit because I know when I come back, I'm going to refine an idea, one idea or one thing and experience that thing and shoot for that and then that way it's back and it's this this thing that's now back into the midst of you know the small business community or whatever um it's also allowing yourself grace to um just take your time with things um we experience so much uh i think it's like undue force that we put on ourselves because everything is is a comparison and that could be social media driven or it could be our own communities. But again, I think if you can just do one small thing and that's your platform and you put that out there, then you're in a good place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, hopefully that's helpful. No, that's, it's really good. Um, if you're open to talk about it, I'd love to hear again, for the sake of people who might be in similar situations or whatever. um, I know COVID in 2020 and, you know, you guys closing this space over here and, you know, then that led to like there being some period of time where there was before Foxtrot and Rosedale opened. um, So there was kind of like a period of time in between. But I'm just curious, like, how did you process and what were you guys thinking through and, and what honestly led to the decision to like close the space? You know what I mean? And, and, and have no space until the other you know, location in Rosedale was potentially ready. Like what was kind of just what was going on in your head? You know what I mean? That, yeah. that was, what was your headspace to even make a decision like that? Well, the impetus for that was uh, a business partner uh, change, mm-hmm. um, which was difficult. Um, and then, you know, we took into account uh, the state of 2020 and the the way COVID had changed things. And, you know, we had closed, um, like, the retail shop at various points when there were, like, flare-ups or whatever in COVID and um, shifted to mask a little bit of mask-making, uh, mm. which supported local sewists. And I'm going, you know, what was going on through my head was... Um, <laughs> you know, I'm thankful to be supported, uh, by my wife and have friendships and relationships and business is not everything in that case. And I was thankful to have my health and like, you know, humanity becomes like the important thing in that case. Um, but in terms of, uh, the shift in the business, you know, it came down to a, the business, the ownership change, um, and trying something new and for the what was the reasoning to close was 
um, I wanted to uh, take Foxtrot back to the early days of just a studio concept. And so it was known as Foxtrot Supply Co., you know, being a supply of like a, you know, we had a, a retail storefront and we wanted to su supply things to people. Mm -hmm. I changed the name to Foxtrot Studio because I wanted to bring it back to a small studio, um, just allow myself the ability to create again based out of pure curiosity. Mm -hmm. And so ironically, you know, that's where I'm kind of going again because um, what happened was, I got into the space and the Rosedale space and I needed to pay the rent and build out this cafe and do a lot of build out. So I quickly dove into wholesale to pay for all those things and, uh, quickly found myself in this kind of state of, I'm doing a lot of production, um, with, with a pretty small team. Um, but going back to, uh, 2020, it was, you know, we, we made things work. We shifted just like any other small business was at the time, shifting the way they did business, um, doing a lot of online sales. But again, I don't know that that was something we necessarily wanted to do. Like I think Foxtrot's always been a in-person kind of thing that that's really special. I, I love the in-person, um, mentality and the conversations that we had always have. And we'd always take the time for those things. And so, um, it just felt like there needed to be a change and, and that's what ushered in the, the whole overall move mm. was, was those principles of ownership change and then wanting to change up the mentality and the dynamic of the shop. And, um, so yeah, that's the basis of it. From, a from perspective of where you are now, right? you know, you mentioned to the person who maybe is willing to start a brand or start their own retail space or start something online, even whatever, um, you know, you've given the advice of, of just start like, um, being a big piece, but like, what else would you say to the person who's, you know, in that place where like they have this thing in their heart that they really want to bring out, uh, for other people to enjoy whatever. And, whether it's practical, whether it's not practical, but like, what would you say to them? How would you encourage them? And, and how would you encourage them to think? And what would you tell them to do? And all those things. Yeah. I think, uh, one thing that really stands out to me when someone is talking about starting something is when it's, um, something that really stands out to me is when people come to our shop and just, are very, um, honest and open. Some that's always been something I really appreciate with people. Um, or if they reach out through, you know, social media and are very, um, honest and open about this is what I'm going through and this is what I want to do. I think that, um, ability to be vulnerable mm -hmm. is really important. Um, and just say, Hey, I have a lot of questions and I don't really know the answers. And for us at a, as a shop, and if I can be there as the owner and someone comes in and they ask like, are you the owner or is Jordan around? Or can I talk to someone about like, I have an idea. I love that because it is very open. It's very vulnerable. I don't know that when I was starting, I had the um, capacity mm. to do that myself because I was just, I felt so intimidated. Mm. 
Um, but I would just encourage someone to just reach out to a small business owner and just kind of come alongside them and ask them the questions that you're, you're thinking. And I would bet more often than not, they would be open about it because they've experienced that same intimidation or that same feeling of loneliness or they're lost with this, but they also have that passion that they want to express. Mm -hmm. And so the small business owners have that passion and they're going to feel. And I would say most times that someone comes to the shop and they have a drink at the bar and, and they're, they're telling me their ideas. I start feeling excited for them Mm -hmm. because I know what it's like to have that drive or that, um, desire um, to create something and it's like all encompassing and it's all, all you can think about. So sharing in that, I would encourage to just share in that. And, um, if you aren't able to go to, um, you know, physically to a shop to ask someone or talk to someone, then just taking the time to write an email or just, um, be open and, um, just reach out. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you don't have anyone, if anyone's listening or whatever, um, or watching this, um, reach out to me. I'm happy to, to talk. That's, I was in that place and, and I, um, I will say, um, Chanel and Maria at Deer Society at the time were sort of my mentors. And that was my first place that I went to with a box full of my leather goods and said, would you want to sell these? <laughs> and I was so intimidated because it felt like a huge thing, but they were the sweetest people alive. And at that moment, it all washed away from me because they were just so open and said, this is wonderful. You made this stuff and asked me questions. And, and that was my first foray into um, this thing that I thought was, I wasn't sure if it was a business or if it was just a hobby. And and it started to inform my next steps that I could do something with this. Um, and it was just based on that experience really with Deer Society and, and them being so humble and so sweet and, and open. And and in that moment, I was feeling intimidated, but I was also vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I'd made that step to do that. If I hadn't, then I don't know, you know, where it would have led. Um, so, you know, taking those chances and just being open and and vulnerable is pretty important. Mm. Yeah. It's a big one. It seems to be a theme that a lot of people talk about is just like, what's funny is again, I I feel like I say this every time, but now that we're like 15, this will be 16 episodes in. It's like every episode has like the same underlying, (laughs) like, cause we're, cause we're, we're still just humans and we're, creativity is just an expression right yeah. you know what i mean so it's like bringing a business to life is is a creative expression you know what i mean it's like so it's like the it's just i don't think i realized how the same we all are <laughs> and yeah. so having these conversations yeah because like everyone has said like just to start and get something out there and and get people's feedback and then use that and then people have also said reach out to someone reach out to me, reach out, you know what I mean? Like people, like everyone has said, like, if you're in that place, like shoot me a DM, you know what I mean? Like, cause it's like, we, we need that. And I think the, I don't know what, what the percentages are, but I would assume that the people who have people around them to encourage them have a much higher percentage of actually bringing those things out, you know? And so sometimes there is community around you Sometimes there's not, 
Yeah. And so sometimes it takes a little bit, maybe a little more intentionality on your part, which mm-hmm. can be intimidating or, or yeah. seem daunting or, but especially if you're in Kansas city, like Jordan is literally the kindest, least intimidating guy. <laughs> like seriously, you know what I mean? So it's like, there's so many great other people, even like not just you, like there's so many great business owners here with the same heart, the same likeness, the same kindness who you should not feel intimidated at all to reach out to because they, at the end of the day, just want a better place to live in too. And so it's like, we, we all want more people doing more things in Kansas city because we all live here. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So it's like, so if you live somewhere else, if you're in LA and you're listening to this, obviously (laughs) find someone maybe in LA or you can still reach out to Jordan (laughs) from like the practical standpoint of things. For sure. But especially if you're in Kansas city, like, we want we want to live in a great place that has cool things going on with people who are intentional and vulnerable and and building things that they believe in in a city they believe in like we all want those things here and so especially if you're here there's no reason not to reach out to the plethora of people who are building things here yeah you know yeah that's so important to hear those words and um yeah like for our case like we don't have anything if, if people aren't going to them. And, and so allowing community to be built and being open to that and being vulnerable and, and just saying I'm here, Mm. um, and asking questions and, and allowing space is, is, is everything. Uh, in my case, I'm only a product of, of, of those things. Mm. Um, I'm only as good as, everyone around me. And, and I always say, always surround yourself with people who maybe intimidate you or maybe, um, and I've always said that I think, um, everyone I do surround myself with is so much better at everything than I am <laughs> because it does kind of like, you know, create a, um, desire to always be better, or get better, or improve, or, and that's not to say like you have to improve. I'm just saying that it's, it's good to, um, to sense community and, and aspire to learn. Um, I want to be a sponge and I want to always absorb and learn and, and from, from others that I'm around, I'm always looking to gain a little bit of, of knowledge from them, or maybe they're, they are at this level of vulnerability that I wish to achieve, um, or, or humility. Um, there's so many people that I look to and, and I think I always will, no matter what is, is just looking to be a part of some sense of community. Mm -hmm. Um, and that is your resource. That is, you know, that's your library. If it's not a physical place, it's people. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. (laughs) Okay. So you kind of, you've alluded to it a little bit, but you know, you're in this place right now where there's been a, a big transition. The outside maybe sees the transition of just a name, right? But I know internally there's been a big transition. What other things are you processing for the future? Like what does the next decade look like, you know? And what are you, what do you want to see maybe 
happen in the next five to 10 years, you know? Yeah, I think what I want to see more um, when I think of Kansas City is is in a greater embrace and an openness, an open path to small business and a greater sense of community even in neighborhoods. Um, I want... I want there to feel, I want there to be a, um, an encouraging path for people to pursue things. Mm. Um, I'm not so worried about like where I'll be or where the businesses that I claim to, to run right now, because I think they're temporary. Um, cause anything can happen. Um, I aspire to have some semblance of small business throughout my life, I think. Mm. Um, but in terms of like what I want to see personally, I think is a um, greater um, support for small business and um, better community. And um, I want to see uh, places beyond like the activity, even like, you know, we're in Crossroads right now. I want to see... Um, neighborhoods have greater sense of community in um, KCK and Strawberry Hill or mm. on the east side. I want to see um, people be accounted for, people mm. be supported. Um, and I think small businesses are those places of support for a lot of communities, whether it's you know, somewhere way out in the Northland or it's in Waldo or wherever, people go places to feel like they're a part of something mm -hmm. and I don't want to see that change. I want that to get better and I want there to be more of those opportunities for people. Um, and so we may feel in, in our case, like a small business that we're doing a little bit, um, a little bit is, is everything. So if, if everyone has an opportunity to feel like they're a part of something, that's, that's all I really want to see in terms of like, business or small business in, in my lifetime is to see people comfortable in space and um, to have opportunities mm. and to learn from others and, and to um, yeah have equity in their environments and where they live and, and to be able to build equity <laughs> um, is really important. Um, yeah, I'm not so worried about where, where Garden House will be or Foxtrot will be. I think those ideas will will refine themselves even more or they'll have their time and I'm okay with moving on to, you know, doing other things um, because it's all temporary and, and I don't necessarily own those ideas or those things right now. It's just uh, something I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, I think the more that I am doing what I'm doing, I sense that people are everything. Um, we're, we're nothing without like, the communities that we have and the people that we have around us. Um, so I just want to see accountability and, and equity. Yeah. That's good. It's really good. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know that, I know that you've first of all said some really great things. Um, thank you for, Thank you for being vulnerable. Sure. You know, <laughs> it's still hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for sharing, you know, a lot of the 
and and I, and I think there obviously does need to be more of that, you know, just people understanding that it's not always what it seems, you know, it's not always what it looks like or whatever. And so thank you for letting us in a little bit to what, you know, your, your headspace sure. and, you know, mindset, that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I always, I think from the, from the my first interaction with you, um, would have probably been when we came through to high and dry that very first time. Heck yeah. I remember that. <laughs> um, and you know, you and Emily, like, I think you guys gave us like a Mexican Coke or something. And like asked <laughs> us if we want, wanted anything. And, and I don't know, like it was just, uh, obviously you guys enjoy hosting and enjoy creating spaces for people and environments for people. And, and, but even just to encourage you, like, um, you do that really well. And, and, and I know that you maybe know that you do it well because you enjoy doing it, but apart from enjoying doing it and getting people's feedback, you guys do it really well. Thanks. <laughs> like, and, and it's felt, you know, like even even that that small interaction of coming to your garage in the back of your house <laughs> to like buy a cactus and and first of all we say like garage in the back of your house but it was beautiful <laughs> you know what i mean like it was also intentionally <laughs> done yeah. you know what Appreciate i mean it wasn't it. like it was just a a garage you know space it was like designed and that's what it was though it was a garage yeah <laughs> it was a garage um but still it 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 was an experience and in a, in a moment and and I think that's a lot of what creativity is, is, is it's an act of service of creating those things for other people. And, um, and I think I even commented on one of your posts within the last four or five months. And I think it was whenever you were, you had posted about maybe transitioning to garden house okay. or, yeah. or maybe something about Fox shop, but, but essentially you were just talking about through the transition and whatever, explaining the transition and and how you were excited for the future, but whatever. Yeah. And, and I don't know, I just felt like I just wanted you to know that like, I also acknowledge what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I acknowledge the intentionality that you put into everything that you do into the experiences that you create into the environments that you build. And, you know, when we're doing those things, it can, um, it can be fulfilling in the sense of like, we're doing it because it's inside of us and we're expressing it. But, but I just also feel like more of us need to just hear that. Like it's actually good. <laughs> I, I remember your comment and I remember the affirmation I felt was so intense. Um, it was like, thank you so much. Um, you know, there can be all sorts of uh, encouraging words, but like you saw me. Mm. So I really appreciate it. Um, or like, you know, you, you said something to me that was just very affirming. Mm. Um, you know, I appreciate that. It's, you know, again, it kind of plays into, we're all putting stuff out there and it can feel kind of lonely, but for someone to say, Hey man, keep going or whatever. I see what you're doing and, and I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I think that sense of community that was really important in that case was to, yeah, be very vulnerable and say like, I've stumbled a lot. I made a lot of mistakes and I still don't even know if I'm doing it right. Mm. And you said, 
hey, I see what you're doing and I appreciate it. That was a very important um, time for me um, to feel, you know, I could have, it, it was just a Instagram post. So not much just in terms of, it's just a thing that's out there yeah. on a page. Um, but to sense community through that was really great for me because at that time I was feeling a lot of pain and, and failure of, I don't know that this is even the right thing. And I just going to tell my story and stumble through it a little bit. But, um, yeah, I appreciate that. Noah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I I really do mean it. I, um, I'm, I'm extremely grateful to know you extremely grateful to have had really great conversations with you and, and to again, live in a place with people like you who are building the things that they're building and, and with intentionality and with the intent to serve others and with, it's always about others. You know what I mean? And, and, and I'm grateful that there's a lot of people doing that here, you know, and I'm grateful that, you know, you're one of them and, and you've done it to the degree that you've done it. Um, thank you. So yeah, yeah. man, I just wanted to, you're doing cool stuff. Thanks. Big time. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. I mean, we kind of, we talked kind of early on about, even I think before we were recording, just kind of the heart for this, but I hope that this can just be a conduit for more of these kind of stories. You for know? sure. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be able to, to hear the, ideas and the heart behind other people that um, are feeling success and also people who are not feeling success. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just as important to feel the realness of even the struggle. Um, Because I think at that point in time, you're more susceptible to um, yeah, there's highs and lows, but like in the low parts too, I think you can learn a lot more from that. Yeah. Um, I think you're more susceptible to, to listening and, and, um, it's, it's a, it's a trying time. Um, and, but like, it's also an important time to just feel that and, and know, um, you can seek out help and you can ask questions and yeah, we've all been through it. You know, we've all been through tough times, um, of, uh, whether it's ownership of like what you're, what you're doing or what you're trying to do is, is falling apart in your head and, and to others you're, they're like, no, you're doing really well. Mm-hmm. And just like hearing that mm-hmm. is really important and really helpful. Um, cause we can build up our own narrative in our head of where mm-hmm. we are in a certain point in time. And it's not even close to the perception of everyone around you. Right. <laughs> So aligning, like refining your alignment Mm. of where you are in a certain point in time by just like putting yourself out there Mm. and even just asking, how do I seem to you? (laughs) Am I doing this okay? And, or, you know, get, getting an honest answer is really important too. Well, you know, you're doing this or you're doing this and I, this is how I perceive it. Mm. Getting that perception from others, um, and not always like sitting in this place, um, and this is all like a, my own narratives. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people are, 
probably not that way and they can just, you know, move forward with grace and, um, you know, be confident in their actions and build something. But others may not be so confident and like will critique themselves ad nauseum. Mm. Um, I am the one of the latter where I will self, you know, critique or, um, you know, talk myself out of things for, for a long time. But at some point you just have to move forward and yeah. So finding those, you know, corners of support or those places of support, uh, whether it's a, you know, coffee shop or, or a church or a, um, community center or wherever. Um, it's just, uh, important to feel that you can do things and, uh, to build yourself up. So, yeah, that's good. Well, thanks for being here. Um, again, thanks for sharing and, and, uh, being vulnerable and, and, uh, I'm really, I'm really pumped for obviously for what you guys are doing at garden house and what the future of Foxtrot looks like. And, um, but more importantly, just for you and Emily and, just as human beings <laughs> and you know as friends and and uh i i do know that however you do it the things that you want you know from the perspective of you know wanting more business support for business owners and and whatever like i know that whatever that looks like i, I know that you are going to do that and um Typically, when the burden that we feel, or if there's a point of burden or a point of frustration, it typically means it's something that we're supposed to fulfill. <laughs> You're feeling it, so you want to change it. And um, and so I have no doubt that whatever that looks like, um, and even up to this point, you still have been a resource for people. You know, even like even just knowing that, like up to this point you've been a friend that can talk about business or you've been a person who can talk about, like people do talk to you because, you know, you are very um, easy to talk to, you know? And so I know that you're only going to continue to make not only your businesses, but people around you and other businesses around you better because of that. And so I'm just excited to see how it plays out, you know, and see what you do and the impact that you have by living that way, you know, and, um, so anyways, thank you for saying that. Yeah, man. Excited to see all the great sit downs here and on this lovely couch that you'll have and, (laughs) um, that I can learn from as well. Yeah. Thanks man. I appreciate it. Yeah.